You're listening to Coffee Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P. Happy Women's Health Week, Em. Yeah, happy Women's Health Week, Jilly. I only realised yesterday, I'll be honest. I didn't know until you told me today. So we're all over it. We're all over it. We're all over everything. (laughs) So I'm going to, I love my stats. So the main reason in 2021 that women went and saw a GP, the top reason, 65% was to see their GP about their own mental health. Mm. And it's, um, that ties in beautifully because our next guest was talking prior to recording about Lip Timber, which is uh, raising awareness of women's mental health in September by wearing really bright lipstick. So I thought that was really good how that tied in because I didn't know about that. So that's a great excuse for me to try and find a bright lipstick. I'm pretty sure I have a, a pink oh, one somewhere. I love a red lippy. Oh, red lippy is good. Uh, classic I need to find red. a new one. Classic blue based red. If you've got one that you like, can you let me know? Because I don't yes. have one at the moment. Okay, I'll hook Flick you that up. Through. <laughs> Sounds good. So, in saying that, I would love to hear from our next guest, Aurelie Harbert, Herbert, I should say. It's pronounced so beautifully in French. However, I'll let her do that because it just sounds lovely when she says her own name. And she's a life and love coach, helping strong, independent women to find love. If her clients are successful in many ways, they usually turn to her when looking for a partner because the clock starts ticking or after a divorce. So she's an NLP practitioner and a relationship master coach. She works with women on mindset and strategies to attract a partner perfectly aligned with their life and values. Oh, so important originally from the country of love and with over 15 years dancing salsa, Aurelie likes to think she has a little je ne sais quoi that makes a difference to help her clients write their next perfect love story. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is wonderful. I love, I love right? that story, which is mine, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's so wonderful because Em and I seem to have been doing a few episodes now we've got a, like a series happening on love heartbreak finding love and love stories we had someone on last week Sophia talking about her heartbreak and love story which was absolutely beautiful and it was wonderful to be able to uh chat with you I think we caught up a few weeks ago to chat about that article that I found well it was out the one that I, because I love, everyone knows that I love Mamma Mia. I do refer to them a fair bit. I love Mia Freeman's work and the women that she works with. But uh, it was Mamma Mia and a few other media outlets recently. They shared stories about how uh, there's more lonely men out there. So uh, essentially women have raised the bar. Life is different. Uh, we have the online dating world, we're working, divorce is high and women have their own money compared to even not so long ago. So any, anyway, this article for our listeners 
um, reported that with so many men on dating apps these days, women are overwhelmed by how many options they have. And that with so many options, it's no wonder that women are increasingly selective. And three, because women prefer men who are emotionally available, good communicators and share similar values, men who are deficit in these areas will be left with fewer dating opportunities. Oh, that was a lot, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> so it was a psychologist who wrote about that on Psychology Today and was picked up by media outlets. But I was just so curious to hear your thoughts on what they're saying was lonely men yeah the whole thing well I found it actually fascinating and because it actually goes against the grain of what I see with my clients um they actually find that um when they they, they find the same guys across the three main dating apps um uh, and they find it really really hard to find people that they actually like um and uh Dating apps have actually become kind of a catalog. So it's a kind of a marketing exercise if you want to stand out of the crowd. And um, the more they, they do have a, a checklist to start with, but the more, the more they meet guys, the more boxes they add. So it has to say that it's not so much as much about the quality of the, the people on the, on the platform, but the way we're dating nowadays is very different from what it used to. And it's encouraging more of a validation process than a connection process. And um, that's why you find uh, women who will take photos of, you know, I don't know, uh, the duck face is a typical one of putting filters and putting a lot of makeup or falsifying almost the image and on the same side same token the guys you know the, the typical photo with uh, the fish the motorbike or the apps in the mirror which are horrendous um like no one buys into it and at the same time everyone does it so it's really showing like a symptom of society rather than dating in, on its own uh and and the level of disconnection in a way that that we're in um because when in the old days when we were going to a bar or meeting someone at a wedding or through work, um, you wouldn't know the whole path of that person. You would have to engage to connect to, to find out about that person. Um, where now you basically have everything on paper and you're like, okay, show me the proof now, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> so it's a bit confronting. Um, and also because when it happened organically, um, there was no real agenda. It was like, okay, let's have a conversation. Or oh, maybe I like you and let's take it further. Now we meet on the app. And then the next step is like, okay, well, if we're sitting at this table, it's obviously because we're looking for someone. And that already creates a bit of an icky feeling um, just there. Yeah. It's like there's already these um, preconceptions from the paper, isn't it? It's like oh, yeah. a an online dating app is like um, a resume. And then you conjure up your idea of what that person is from that piece of text and then a picture. And it, I agree yeah. with you. It's that connection. And we seem to, even though we're more connected than ever, we're also just as disconnected, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so in NLP, your linguistic programming, we say our communication is 7% words, 38% um, the tone of your voice, and 55% um, body language. So if you look at an app, and some of them now add the feature where you can you know, record your voice, um, you already have 92% of the communication that's out of the window. So 
<laughs> difficult to to yeah to make a real impression of the person when we know how much the biochemistry uh, you know that you get from the smell from the energy from the charisma like the presence of the person all these we can't fit through a screen and uh that makes it really really difficult and the people and and some people are very successful at um you know like there's some people who married because they met through an app um, but the mindset is very particular to actually meet your soulmate on a dating app is very different than in normal life um yeah yeah so the, the way i use the apps now in my practice is more as a tool to to get to understand how my client's brain works uh for one how they how they position themselves how they create their their own profile and then how they screen someone else's profile and that tells me what are they looking for validation and you definitely going to work on self-worth self-love um or are they looking for genuine connection and that yeah so the, there's a lot of indications using that as a tool to refine what do they want what do they like yeah it's a it's fascinating in that sense for me i'm a strong yeah. believer in manifesting what you want and and yeah, it's important to be with someone who has similar values and that are aligned with your belief systems as well. And, you know, what people are putting out on their online dating apps, I mean, we hear about catfishing all the time. It's not necessarily, you know, there's probably half truths there a lot of the time as well. And it, it, it builds that almost that distrust. It's like, well, so, you know, mm. you've got to work, sort it out, work out, what is the truth and what's real yeah. as well. So there's so many, it's just multifaceted really, isn't it? Dating and relationships these days. Uh, absolutely. Um, I have a client, she, I find her fascinating. She managed to, to book like three to four like, dates a week. I'm like, wow, um, let's look at it. <laughs> Obviously there's some form of addiction here, some form of uh, wanting to validate herself, but um, also i was like i want to understand your process like how do you do that because most people don't even get a conversation on those apps so how do you get there and i got to understand that she was only basing her judgment on the picture i'm like well but what about someone who didn't write anything on the profile like uh oh yeah but i had a good feeling hmm, interesting um because in my my world that means that someone who didn't put much effort in writing their profile, well, how committed are they really to looking for a serious relationship if they can't spend two minutes to, for that? So, yeah, um, so much, so much to learn about the apps, but that wouldn't be the one avenue. I wouldn't bet everything on the apps to, to find true love. No. So it sounds like it's not easy for men or women but have you found mm. in your line of work, working with men, women, that um, men are needing to step up to date the modern woman? So it is very confusing for them um, because even those who are willing to step up, uh, they're really confused because uh, the, the kind of women I work with, so strong, independent, often corporate, they know what they want, they action-driven, goal-oriented, like they've got control in their, over their life. So they don't want someone who's, you know, wobbly. Um, so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it. That's one of the, one of the symptoms. <laughs> um, so they, they, um, 
they really they have really high expectation and they won't compromise on them. So if they have a, a guy that comes in, even though he's making the efforts, uh, if it's not the right thing, they will reject. So the thing is not so much about the standards because I wouldn't recommend anyone to compromise their standards, but um, there's a, um, it's like a defense mechanism. That's what I call feminism gone wrong, um, meaning that women have fought for to being treated as equal with men, with the weapons of men. Uh, so adopting a very masculine kind of approach and energy to life. And uh, now they're applying that to relationship in other areas of life. Uh, instead of leveraging the strength, the feminine strength, so the creativity, the, the flow and all these things. Um, and so we've got a world where men and women, both sides are really confused as where is each other's role and, and both men and women have feminine and masculine energy within themselves. So it's really a dance together and, and it all works with communication. Um, and being a dancer, I understand that even more so. Like I went back to a beginner's class recently and taking the guy's role because I didn't know how to lead. And I could see girls uh, wanting to lead. And I was like, well, in that particular dance, I'm the leader. So you have to, to go with me. You have the freedom to express yourself by adding some uh, arm movement or some embellishment and stuff like that. But in this dance, I'm creating the frame for you to be you. Um, and I would see some girls who really hold on for their life with their, their fingers like really tight. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you are, uh, I would translate that to maybe needy in your life. I don't know, or insecure maybe. Um, and then total opposite, other women would barely give me any energy. I'm like, well, we need connection because we can't dance together if you don't give me this connection. So um, that's why I feel is reflected in relationship where, well, guys are tiptoeing around women and women are like, rah, 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 rah. and that's just a, a safety mechanism because this way by being controlled, by being in charge, they feel really safe. Uh, and, and there's a real fear of being vulnerable. And that's the, that's the key ingredient in the relationship, like opening up, opening your, your heart and being willing to, to be fully yourself in presence of someone. And that's often the missing link and what I help to unlock so that they can actually uh, have that same relationship. Yeah. So many wonderful tips in there and before we go any further how I I'm sure our listeners are thinking wondering this as well how did you get into this line of work well a breakup <laughs> uh well and, and that that's what I think clients do like you know people change with high emotions either either high positive or high negative emotion. And in my, in my case, the crisis was the, the breakup. And for me, the very difficult thing was, um, I thought love was stronger than everything. And when we broke up, we still loved each other, but it didn't work. And that was a value alignment thing. Uh, and that was a lot of self-love too, uh, from my part, like a lot of self-sabotage because uh, I had lost myself in the relationship uh, I wanted to be everything for him and I gave everything. And, and before that, I was very independent. You know, I had my own apartment. I had my own job. Uh, I traveled the world. I uh, did so many amazing things. And then 
in that I lost myself in the relationship and a lot of women are like that they know very well how to behave on their own on their own uh, but as soon as they're in the relationship they try to be what they think the other wants uh, which is is what kills the relationship essentially because the reason why the person loved you in the first place is because you were who you were and by changing that you change the whole story the whole couple uh, and yes sabotaging it but obviously one when you're in it not realizing it so my journey was that this breakup to break down and build up from that going to um, personal development seminar eventually becoming NLP practitioner coach and uh well being French like I just love love so <laughs> um yeah pick it from there um I love how you you were saying that you know you've really got to be comfortable with, with being alone and you know there is just it is so in a way complex if when you break it all down and you know you can still love somebody but know that they're not your human I think we talked about that last week um you know just because you can't you're not working anymore together as a, in a relationship because for whatever reason growing apart um growing in different ways you know you can still have love for that person it's just that person is not for you anymore and that's a really good point and uh, I think that could help a lot of people just understanding that one aspect as well and working out what is good for you in a relationship what you need in a relationship and a lot of the time it can be helpful to be alone to be able to think about that rather than what you're saying you know you know trying to keep going and running in a relationship that is just not working for either of you um so what do you think is the best way for strong independent women to meet a partner because we talked about the perils of online dating and trying to get that connection uh and i know you were saying earlier about meeting someone organically how would they how do they do that these days what is the best way in 2022 for a strong independent woman to meet a potential partner or an ideal partner the, if they are listening, they would probably resist exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, this, the place they will find a soulmate is within themselves. <laughs> um, you can look everywhere outside. If you're not loving yourself, you will never be able to see the ideal partner, even if he was standing right next to you. It's like wearing dirty glasses. Like you think you're seeing because you wear those glasses, but you're not realizing that they're dirty. So you can't actually see anything. So the, the first thing is really working on that self-love piece. And very often when these women have everything else figured out, they're like, well, I love myself. Everything's working. See, I'm a walking success. So there's no reason why. I'm, a, I'm actually a cat. Um, not realizing that what makes their success in some areas is actually stopping them in another area. And actually if they unlocked it in their, um, in their relationship, that would definitely open more doors in the um, business or career side because the relationship will also, also shift uh, with the boss, with the employees, with the suppliers, with anyone they're working with. Um, so yeah, the, the, the answer might be a bit disappointing, but the first place you need to look at is inside. Uh, and, and then you realize that um, no matter which app you use, no matter which place you go, you'll start meeting really amazing people. 
uh, that maybe we're always there. Like I found that for myself that I did some work on myself and um, I was dancing a lot. So I met a lot of guys all the time, uh, but it's until I did that work that I realized that some of the guys that I had disqualified from the start were actually super interesting. Like we had conversations for hours, but before I had never taken the time because I was just thinking, nah, um, not for me, I'm above that or whatever my story was. Um, so it really starts there. And, and like for the anecdote, I know a woman who said, uh, because we always say, oh, you have to put yourself out there and try so many things. And she did a lot of work on herself. And um, what she eventually did, because she was short in money, she put one of her bedrooms on Airbnb. And so literally the guy knocked at her door. <laughs> I love that. He, literally, he came to, to rent the room and six years after they were still together. So, so see, it can be anywhere really, but the only way for it to happen and to let it happen is to be in full alignment with what you want. And what we don't realize is between what we want consciously and what we want unconsciously, the unconscious will, will always win. Um, but if they don't align, uh, if inside of you there's that little voice that says, but it's too scary, and last time you couldn't trust him, and this may happen if you, and it's unconscious, so it's going to run your life, and, and what you consciously want is not going to happen. Um, so that's the work that needs to be done. Yeah, because that influences the energy that you'd be giving out as well to Absolutely. attract the energy that you want as well. So. Yeah, so true. So that's that's why typically, oh, sorry. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) That's why typically someone who's been, let's say, single for years and suddenly, for whatever reason, meets someone, suddenly everyone uh, is interested by her. And like nothing has changed. She's still the same person, but she's suddenly radiating love or whatever positivity because she's with someone. Uh, and so this energy, you know, like, uh, is contagious. Everyone wants a bit of that happiness. Everyone wants to be around that person. Um, so, yeah, just that little shift can create, like, massive ripple effects. And, and we're not going to be attracted to everybody and just the same as not everyone is going to be attracted to us. So it it's also comes back to how you feel about yourself, what, what it is you want, your values, and what you're putting out there as well yeah so and be really uh, clear on what sorry and be really really clear on what you want and that's a very one of the very first steps uh we work on with my clients because a lot of the time when you say well what do you want in a partner and what do you want in a relationship and they will give you this long list of what they don't want uh and in terms of quantum physics i won't go into details but if what you focus on expands so if you're focusing on the lack of partner or of the, on the, all the defaults of these people, that's what you're going to get more of. So be really, really clear on what you want, not what you don't want. Oh, that's such good advice. So what in your life, like when you're working with women, what are the top things that they're looking for in a relationship? What do they want from their relationship? There's um, two or three things. One is safety. is feeling really uh, held and able to be themselves around that person, able to say anything and feeling that they won't be judged or rejected. So that's the first one. 
Um, the second one, uh, and it's more around values and what they see for themselves as a couple in the future, is uh, finding a teammate because essentially they have everything. You know, they don't need a man to pay the bills. They don't need a man for, for anything else than a companionship and to like a teammate to share life and to move forward. So they have to have values in common. Um, and the third one, well, I just forgot it. But yeah, <laughs> um, but that's the key thing over over physical, over anything else, because like there's as many criteria as there are women on this planet. And even uh, um, even when you have written your list of, of 50 items on the physical, on the mental and the lifestyle, and yet you have to write 50 for it. Uh, and the reason being to bypass your, your conscious mind, um, you, you will still find that little, je ne sais quoi, that little thing that when you meet the guy, you say, no, I don't know why, but no. And that's where I'm like, well, we need to know what the, what this little thing was, because if you're not clear on that, you're going to attract that again and again and again. Like the filters somewhere in your brain are not clear. Don't they call enough. that the ick? <laughs> I don't know. Like I have a couple of, of French um, <laughs> clients and they call it le truc, le petit truc. <laughs> that helps. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you in you've been working with lots of women to um, help them find love, and so you were talking about making these lists of what they want rather over. What is there a, a process or a structure that you use? What what happens when they say? Hey, Orly, I am ready to find love. I'm, I'm at success. I'm a catch, like you were saying earlier. What's what's the next step for somebody yeah. who is a strong, independent woman and is ready for love? So my role as a coach is really to make them face their own mind. <laughs> so I'm really a sounding board, and the process is one: being clear on what they want. Uh, to um, being aware, becoming aware of what were the patterns of the past that they might be repeating and that are holding them back um, because they might repeating, be repeating the same story and sometimes not even their own story. That can be the parent's story or the grandparent's story and not really not be aware of that. So uh, we work on that and then um, breaking down the rules little by little, um, using every opportunity, every circumstance, every time uh, they're triggered by a date, a non-date, a message, uh, something that can be in the work environment as well, using all these opportunities to, um, to better understand how their brain works and how we can uh, align with their vision of the future in a, in a relationship. So it's a, the basis of my work is NLP. We use a little bit of hypnosis and timeline therapy if needed, um, but it's really showing them their minds so that it really aligns with what they want ultimately. That sounds very productive. <laughs> I love how you you pull on different <laughs> therapies to um, to get you know what, what women want. Um, going back before, and I think um, you'd resonate with me when Aurelie was saying, you know, what women find really important is being not just physically safe, but also emotionally safe as well in a relationship. Did you want to share your thoughts on that? Sure. (laughs) 
I've just been loving listening to you orally. I'm, you know, just the, how you, you know, speaking about the, um, I'm always a big believer in um, if you, you know, don't go within, you go without. And I love how you talked about um, finding your own soulmate within yourself first. Uh, and that mm-hmm. really, really resonated with me. What was your question again, Jill? That, that answered it. Well, Did it? Oh, perfect. There we go. <laughs> we were talking actually a couple of weeks ago about how, you know, we talk about physically safe and um, psych- yeah. psychologically safe, but emotionally safe where mm. it's okay to share your thoughts where you're not undermined or things yeah. are taken out of context or you are safe to say, hey, this is this has been bothering me or, hey, I, you know, I didn't like how that, you know, eventuated or came out and you know can we talk about it and Mm. they're not shut down that they feel that they can work through things resolve it because as a woman I know that I like to resolve things to move through it if things are left that's when resentment builds and you know if that happens early in a relationship Mm. I see that as there was a red flag where things aren't being communicated like communication was a big thing that you mentioned earlier um mm. when we were chatting yeah. orally and I just think you know we can all do communication better Let, let's be honest we can all as humans yeah. <laughs> get big we can be better yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and um um it's really important to feel safe enough in the relationship that you can open up to your partner but also be mindful that the partner doesn't become your therapist. Um, that is a, like can be a very thin line sometimes, but Wait, sometimes like <laughs> increase emotion, decrease intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that is a good reminder for anyone in a relationship or would like wanting to find a relationship is you know, seek someone out. Like, orally, I'm sure you help women once they're in relationships too. It's not just finding that perfect love. It's also working mm. through, you know, um, especially if a yeah. person wants to have a healthy relationship if they haven't been in one before or it's been a while, you know, so many different situations there could be. You know, you're a love coach. This is what you do. This is how you help women. Yes. And it's so much uh, for someone who the women I work with often have been um, single for a long time, like five years, nine years. And when they reach out to me, it's really a crisis, whether they want children or they had a divorce, but they they just, they've tried everything and they they just can't figure it out on their own. So um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Women are wanting to... um, Know are we all losing you... it tonight? <laughs> I feel what? like this is a common thread. <laughs> there is a bit of lag, I must admit. There yeah. is a bit of lag. Um, women, if they're wanting to seek help and understand themselves more or they're ready for, for love and need some directional clarity about what they want, where can our listeners find you early on social media? Um. So the easiest is my uh, Facebook, so Aurélie Hervé 
coaching. Uh, I think that's the name of it. Uh, or my website, aureliehervé.com. So A-U-R-E-L-I-E-H-E-R-V-E-T. That's it. Say your name. Just say it for our listeners. Beautiful. Thank you. Hervé. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel that you've really provided some really good reminders for women and men doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or looking for love I think we can all take something away from what you shared today Um, and you know you definitely are an expert on this topic and I'm so glad that you agreed to join us and share but thank you for having me no it's been wonderful thank you so much I love our our guests, Em. I do feel quite privileged. Absolutely. So I'm going to... (laughs) Pardon? She's just the best energy. It's amazing. (laughs) It is. And we're lucky because we get to see each other. And, you know, so that is a bit of a bonus for us when we were recording Mm -hmm. this podcast. So absolutely, I agree with you there, Em. I'm going to leave everyone with a little quote, as I always do, if I can find it. I've already lost it. Uh, I like it. It's a quote by someone called Fawn Weaver. Happily ever after is not a fairy tale. It's a choice. Thank you so much, Aurelie, for joining us. Always great to hang out with you, M. Thank you so much, Dylan M. So good to be here. You've been listening to Coffee Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P.